Kura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kura Wellington, you're with me, uh, Ali and Laura. This is Laura. You're listening to B Side <laughs> Stories. B Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio, seven eight three AM and online. Uh, welcome. So this is my first time uh, back in uh, the new year, and it's February already. <laughs> so I've had right. totally lazy January. This is the first time that we've had guests on for the year, so we're very excited. We've got some very exciting people coming to talk to us to this uh, this evening. This evening, yeah, early evening. Um, so who have you got on today, Laura? Well, we're going to be talking to Poetry in Motion, who are some fantastic poets that have slams and spoken word all over this all over town. And they're really, uh, they're really cool. They're going to do some poems for us today. Awesome, cool. And um, and I've got uh, Celia and Abby, who are um, a young author and illustrator of a book called um, "When Life Gives You Lemons" about um, about mental illness and um, and addressing that issue of um, teenagers uh, struggling with anxiety and uh, and depression. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um... Have you been enjoying the weather, Ali? I have, yeah. I have been um, running all over the place like a madman, but it's Why been... is that? Uh, I have a day job, <laughs> a day job as well, and I've been um, launching a Hidden Gardens project around Wellington, which launched yesterday. So it was actually a blessing that the weather was as beautiful as it was, so got a little bit of sunburn, um, yeah, announcing the launch. That sounds good. Don't forget your sunscreen and your hat. What's Hidden Gardens, anyway? Our, um, so our city horticultural apprentices have um, uh, designed and planted a hidden garden somewhere around the city. So there's seven of them and there's riddles on um, uh, wellington.goft.nz slash hidden gardens for the public to find them. So and then vote for their favorite. So it's pretty cool. Neat. It's been a year's worth of work. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And have you been out in the sun? Uh, I, I had a nap today. Oh, good. In the sun? Uh, no. In the shade. Good. <laughs> That's sensible. That's sensible. So would you like to introduce the first guests? Yeah, let's get it going. Uh, so our first guests are from a group called Poetry in Motion, and they're Wellington's premier spoken word and performance poetry organization. They have a really fun and really inclusive poetry show that's on the first Wednesday of every month at Meow. And they're here to share some poems with us and talk about their work. So welcome Travis Coutreau, Michael Howard, and Simone Benstrup. Welcome, guys. Kiora, <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, uh, thanks for coming on B Side Stories. Uh, so let's start. Let's start with Simone, just to single you out. Can you tell us what Poetry in Motion is? So Poetry in Motion is a group we put on a poet, uh, poetry um, evening on the first Wednesday of each month, and so on that evening we have an open mic night where anyone can come and perform their poems. It's a really inclusive environment, so people feel brave to come and get up on the stage, and we also have a guest poet each month, so we have poets from all around the country and around the world come and perform for us. Wow, that sounds so cool. And you guys have one tomorrow night, is that right? We sure do. Yeah, it's our first one for the year. A special international guest as well? We do. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you've been tipped off. (laughs) Our guest, our first guest for the year is Harry Baker, who is a World Slam champ from the UK. And he is touring at the moment and Wellington is his first stop. So we're very lucky to have him coming. That sounds really cool. So uh, how about Michael? Uh, Simone was talking about being a slam champ. What 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 is slam poetry? Uh, so slam is sort of a competitive form of poetry, um, 
and a poetry slam is where you have um, a group of poets performing and you have five randomly selected audience judges and after each poet performs um, they will be judged by the audience who will rate their poem out of 10 based on delivery and content and whether it gave them the warm fuzzies or not um, or made them feel something else entirely um, and then you have three rounds and the person who wins all three rounds is a slam champ basically wow it sounds like it can be a bit cutthroat is it it certainly can be very cutthroat it, it's a <laughs> it's a vicious world in the poetry game that's right uh, i have been to some slams and they're not cutthroat at all just to, <laughs> just to clarify yeah. it's about the poems it's not about the points yes that is that is mm. what people like to say now uh I wanted to sort of ask, just everyone will go down the line, how long they've been participating with Poetry in Motion and what that sort of means for them, what having Poetry in Motion in Wellington uh, is like. Um, I've been doing this for a bit over a year, I guess. Yeah, I got up on the stage to read a poem, decided it was the best thing I'd ever done and kept and kept coming back. And a few months later, I was helping MC and organise and do all the things. Like, to me, it's a really important part of my community and sharing creativity and bringing people together through spoken word. Cool. Why, why did you find it to be the best thing ever? I don't know. <laughs> I just walked, I walked off the stage and was like, that's the best thing I've ever done. I can't explain it. Awesome. Just meant to be a performer. Mm, maybe. How about you, Travis? Uh, I got started in 2011. So I got a random email from Allie Jacks, who's the original founder of Poetry in Motion. She was running a show with a couple of slam poets from the US who were visiting at the time. And... Uh, I kind of looked at their videos online. I thought, oh, that's not bad. I'll see what it is. And when I got there, I was completely blown away. Um, when you see someone who's really good at it, it's just unbelievable art form. Uh, and it, it's very much, it's amazing the a range you see of it because you can get people who write really detailed, intricate poetry, but it, that kind of thing would be lost on an audience. They wouldn't get the iambic pentameter or the, the special rhyme scheme. But they really get the emotion that comes across. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been really interesting since then. I've been organizing since 2011. And uh, I kind of got randomly asked, oh, do you want to join in on the slam, in the slam regional pizza? And I thought, nah, that's ridiculous. But I knew already I was already hooked. So I did that and I, I, I tried, the first time was at a slam for uh, competing towards nationals. And I did really well on my first one and that was kind of just, that's where it started. It was Fantastic. a lot of Fantastic. Uh, sounds like it has a bit of an addictive quality to it, this performance poetry. Yeah, there's a bit of adrenaline on stage, especially first time. Uh, right now, I've been on stage enough times and emceeing enough events that I can just do it any time and it's not a big deal. But uh, the first time is really full, really kind of makes you, like uh, Simone was saying, you get off the stage and you're buzzing. And it's the same when you do, you can do something new. You've got a new poem you're going to do and you've memorized it and you're not quite sure if you know it and there's a bit of danger there. That that's, uh, adds the adrenaline. I'm sure we've all been there. I've forgotten things on stage as well. Mo funny thing is the audiences for these things are incredibly friendly. They don't boo. They don't say anything bad. They, I mean, if you're forgetting, they're all encouraging. It's really quite about as friendly an audience as you can expect. So, yeah, that's always been positive. 
Fantastic. It isn't cutthroat in New Zealand. You were talking about cutthroat for yeah. the slam. It can be in the U.S., especially when you get to the really? big, big events. Oh, yeah, they're saying, wait a minute, that person had a necklace on they don't usually wear. That's a prop, or it might be a prop. Oh, it's really... Really? Yeah, it can wow. be. Wow. <laughs> That's right, because there's rules. There that, are rules, the rules yeah. need to be followed. So you're not, no props or costumes, but if someone has a different jacket on they can kind of point at that and it's funny it's really interesting have you been to slams in the u.s or overseas i have not but um those two first people who came uh in 2011 uh, ken arkine and carrie rosinski yeah i've talked to them about it and it they've kind of given me the stories it's really quite amazing of course you get <laughs> enough people together you get thousands of people in the same place they're going to be a few crazies <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes the crazies are the loudest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've had people at nationals do quite unusual things. Mm. Uh, you know, claim that someone had said a word on stage that insulted them or, you know, various little digs that, you know, just to maybe get their guy through or ah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so that kind of thing it happens. It's it's pretty mild in New Zealand, but Ah, that's what comes from competition. Mm. <laughs> uh, Michael, tell us about your poetry in motion experience. Uh I've been coming to Poetry in Motion now for about about four years now. I think I started coming when I was about 17. Um, and it's been just a fantastic experience. Um, and I think I just um, am eternally grateful to the people who regularly come by um, and make people talking in bars into performers. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just been my sort of chief creative out, outlet um, and something that I've really enjoyed doing um, since my teens. And I think it's wonderful that I'm able to share that in sort of a safe space and be able to pursue what I love. That's great. That's really good to hear. Ah, can I ask you to start us off with a poem today? You you may. Yeah, so right. <laughs> so um, what kind of a poem have you brought to share with us today? Um, it's, or what's it about? Well, I tend to sort of think that in life the the best things are free. Um, so going to the beach with friends or um, getting out amongst nature, um, free drinks from cougars. Um, <laughs> but I think I think most importantly, um, it's cuddling. Um, so this is a poem that's called "The Snuggle Is Real." Mm. Um, mm. And it's about something that's close to my heart. Um, so here we go. That's great. For halfwits, the best thing is cars, tits, or wrestling, or market investing. And I shan't sit protesting, but can't grip these besting, the art which is nestling. Now, to hear that from stiff broom and stair smack at twig croon appears whack, I'll give you, but bear that the chicks do declare that this gets proved a rare knack for big spoon, because <laughs> my hashtag is hug life, the chap dad and mum like, not cash mad or drug height, don't act rash, I'm unlike those capped lads, for fun I attach, as well, sometimes my palms bake, my pulse soars, my arms race like cold war, just can't wait to hold sure that carved waist, your whole form makes heartache for old warmth, that calm place that solves all. So when life falls flat, crap is sent right to lap, tap me then light on back, snap, old end strife, relax cat, pretend I'm a backpack, cause your friend Mike's like blackstrap, cause my habits to stick, see, well, that and I'm sickly, and Damn it if dicks read my manner is frisky. I'm not managed by prick. Gee, just 
happened to miss the embraces of loved ones. Let's face it, a hug comes ten places above some. A basis for trust unrelated to lust done to say, this is us, hun. Hence, humble appeal goes to troubled who feel low, who've struggled and keeled over, muddled, don't squeal, no, just cuddle with zeal. Oh, the snuggle is real, bro. Thank you. <laughs> that was awesome. I actually, that's just reminded me of a question. Are you, meant, are you allowed to clap at the sla- slams and stuff? Because I've done open mic nights to poetry and they say don't clap after a poem or is it don't clap after their first poem of three or you clap at the end. Is it all these rules? There's no, there's no real rule. Okay. Yeah, we encourage clapping. clapping yeah, it's like, yeah. it's appreciation, isn't it? <laughs> there, with slams, it might be a bit different because they're competitive and... I mean, you can certainly clap after the poem. It's never a problem. Cool. Uh, but there's a kind of polite way to show appreciation, which is the finger snap. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's nice and unobtrusive. Ah. Kind of fades into the background. It's just a noise you hear, but nothing cool. that stops them. Or Sometimes you'll see someone in the middle of a poem and they say something that makes people laugh. And they'll, they'll get thrown off a little bit. Yeah. And they kind of lose their place or whatever. So it's kind of meant to avoid that. I see. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's an amazing poem. I mean, it's just, uh, just my first, uh, uh, my first thought on that is that people maybe who aren't familiar with poetry and these sorts of events think that poetry is kind of an introspective thing and it's uh, it's usually melancholy and stuff. And yet, you, there's so much more you can do with it, isn't there? Yeah, Absolutely. and I think that's straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was my first thing too because you think of, I certainly, I find that through high school, you're forced to do poetry because it's part of the curriculum but the teacher really doesn't like it and none of the people in the class really like it and you get some old poem that you don't really understand you have to dissect <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's essentially sanitized out of you at in high school and yeah. i think a lot of people find it after that i certainly found it much later than that yeah. and i didn't really even know i you kind of think of old ladies reading cats cat poems you know, or, or <laughs> bus poems, and they're reading up on stage, and there's a bunch of 70-year-olds in the audience, and that's kind of what you think. Yeah. But I have to say, we have, I'd say, we went from the back of a pizza shop with that could fit maybe 50 people to probably 200 people every time we're out. And it's oh. essentially meow bars packed every time we're out. And it's a really young crowd. We're talking early 20s, probably as kind of an average age. Mm. Yeah. I, I feel a bit old when I'm there, but it's all good. It's, it's much different than what you think of as a, a typical poetry yeah. Yeah. event. That's great. So, Travis, have you brought any cat poems or anything for us today? I, I, oh, I, I do not have a single cat poem. Bus poems. I have... Um, I tend to do... Well, my, my best media for poetry is haiku which is a japanese form there's no real translation for it It, it, there's a kind of a pop version of it which is three lines with five syllables seven syllables and five syllables Mm -hmm. and that's what i we use on our in our haiku competitions which we host once a year Uh, but that's not the real rule there's all kinds of rules if you read the japanese but that's what i'm going to read for you i have uh half a dozen of them here and i'll i'll just go through them yeah sounds great okay A small voice tells me, you are never good enough. It's my lover's voice. (laughs) Okay, here's the second one. To the hot barkeep, give me an entendre and make it a double. (laughs) Third one. Sex toys appear to fill a global demand, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Sexy Medusa, 
glanced at him seductively. He became rock hard. (laughs) (laughs) Communication is one of my biggest strengths. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's the last one. Nudes framed on the wall at the new art gallery are very well hung. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, snap. Yeah, the snapping, snapping. Love it. Yeah. There is one night of the year that does get very competitive, and that's when we have our haiku competition. The haiku deathmatch, yes. I have heard of this. Yes, which isn't until December, but it's definitely the most competitive night. Wow, those were, those were great. Mm. Were they good performers in previous deathmatches? They were. A lot of those were from the first time I ever did. Ah. So it's been a f- 2012, probably. I'm trying to collect a, a book of them for a chapbook. Something oh. I can just kind of give away. This is these are my poems. Yeah, that would be great. Mm. Uh, do are you guys doing? Do you ever do written collections or publishing of the poetry? You probably want to talk about that, Michael. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so uh, in the past, uh, Poetry in Motion hasn't uh, had any publications associated with it, um, primarily because we've had our focus on performance and spoken word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but recently, we've decided to. Um, collect uh, some of the poems from people who regularly regularly attend our nights um, into an anthology. Um, so we held uh, submissions for that last year, um, and we got heaps and heaps of submissions. It was wonderful, and then we've sort of worked down uh, to a, a list of about ten pieces. That's all we could manage to fit in the in mm-hmm. the anthology, unfortunately. Um, and we will be bringing that out um, at the beginning of next month. Um, so we are really, really excited um, to put uh, some of the poems that are normally on the stage onto the page. Yeah. Wow, that is exciting. And only 10 poems, so quite select. Well, yes. Well, uh, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's, not a, it's not a large anthology, um, yeah. so we did have... Uh, constraints of space so we would have liked to would like to have included more um but if a poem takes three or four pages um then that puts a constraint on us oh yeah yeah. okay so will they be the same poems that we've heard being performed or are they different poems made for the page uh no they are poems that you would have heard performed um great they're performance pieces um just written down (laughs) sounds good Okay, Simone, what kind of poem have you brought for us today? Okay, the poem I'm going to read today is one that I wrote for the Climate March last year. Great. So something that's happened is, you know, Poetry in Motion is this one event, but it also spreads out to other events as well, and a lot of us read poems at other things. And I'm quite interested in poetry as a form of social, social change and social activism. So this is one that I wrote for the Climate March. I must be young to be so naive to think that I can make a difference with these words that I speak. I stay up late writing verses that yearn to be heard, spinning sounds out of silence, weaving peace with my words. Knowing the only way that I can speak peace is to be it. Breathe it. Breathe in. Breathe out. Remember the Zen teacher who taught you that in every snap of the fingers there are 65 individual moments and in every moment you have a choice. And I choose you. I choose truth. I choose bright blue skies and baking fresh apple tarts with my daughter who's yet to be born. Yet two years ago, I planted an apple tree. So one day, we will have fruit. 
And I want to grow her a garden. I want to build her a house. I want to plant her so many trees she will never have to worry about the forest disappearing. Her hands are small and pink. We watch the sunrise together. I wish I could promise that she will never have to worry about anything, but she will inherit a world that needs healing with the best before date that expired before she was even born. And the best I can do is teach her not to be afraid of the truth. The truth is, I want to promise her the world. I want to stop glaciers from melting and ocean levels from rising. I want to protect her from droughts and floods. I want to promise everything will be okay. But I can't do it alone. They say it takes a village to raise a child. It will take every village, city and country coming together to raise this daughter to be safe and strong, to create the world that we want to live on. But I can promise her, we won't stop trying. I will be there by her side, holding her hand whenever she cries, singing her songs of courage and hope and hoping the story has a happy ending. But I don't know that yet. That's up to you and me. That's beautiful. That's brilliant. I got uh, goose pimples. I, yeah. I know. It's yeah. a really beautiful poem. Yeah. So I'll I'll give this question to everyone, but we'll start with you, Simone. That was a beautiful poem, and obviously a really socially conscious poem as well. Why do you write poetry? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um. Why do I write poetry? Because I have to. I think <laughs> I think is the best answer to that question. That's great. Typography, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's just so much in poetry that I that I love. That it's a creative practice. That it's expressive. That it's something that you can share. And for me, a good poem helps me to see or understand something that that I knew before, but I didn't quite know how to put it in words or understand it. And I hear that in a poem and I'm like, yes, I get that. And that's the sort of poetry that draws me in and I really love. Wow. Yeah. It's fantastic. Travis. Um, mostly, to be honest, just to make people laugh. <laughs> that's I like to do. So the, the haikus are, are nice and short. Maybe it's my small attention span. My attention, I just don't have a... a a great attention span. So short is good for me. And if people laugh, it's a bonus. Sometimes you say one and you expect, it made you laugh at home and it's just dead audience. But eh, whatever, that's funny too. <laughs> so it's all good. That's something you can use for a future poem. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a few haikus in there. Right on. Michael, how about you? Um, I would agree that it's something of a compulsion. Um, I... I mean, to be honest, I just really like rhymes and puns, and poetry is probably the most socially acceptable way of combining those two loves. Um, yeah, so I think it's just something that I enjoy doing. Um, it's almost like a puzzle in a way, putting together a poem, and it's sort of a, a very enjoyable, creative challenge, I feel. Yeah. That's great. Well, you guys are great artists with your words. Uh, if people listening want to hear more poetry, how can they hear, hear some more? We have all of our events uh, listed on our webpage, which is pim.nz. So that's an easy way to find it. And uh, come out to Meow on the first Wednesday of every month 
uh, starts at 7.30, and it's, it's a fantastic event. It's, everyone has to go to one. We've had um, really good comparisons to you know, going out for a night of comedy or something like that. It's, mm. it's really that kind of thing. It's different from what most people expect. Mm. Yeah. And we do have a Facebook page as well. So if you look up uh, Poetry in Motion Wellington on Facebook, uh, you'll find us there as well. And we post updates of events that are coming. Um, and keep you posted that way, yeah. But we also have, as it turns out, a, a YouTube channel with all nationals and special events and that kind of thing. We usually have videos up for that. Awesome. Well, well, we'll put some stuff up on the B-Sides page. Yeah, yeah, we'll get yeah. the link on the B-Sides so that people can check it out. Sure. Yeah, thanks heaps for joining us. Um, I guess we might tie things up. And, and it actually links in really well, um, especially what you guys said about the, the uh, uh, you know, two of you having to do poetry. Um, one, admittedly, for humour. <laughs> but yeah, because uh, I think that links in pretty well with our next guests um, when we get them on in a moment, because I think they kind of... Uh, found um, an escape and a therapy, therapeutic way through um, through their art as well. Through so, art, yeah. through expression, yeah. yeah. That was my segue. That good. was perfect, Ali. Cool. Okay, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us.